0: Hour recording. And three, two, one.
1: Wait, are we starting from like what well, are we doing?
0: No, no, I'm... we got we doing the intro again.
1: No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Okay. So we're, we'll jump back in. All right. So we're back. Um, had to we, we
1: took a mini break to align on what we're doing.
0: <laughs> yes. And.
1: Because (laughs) Yusuf has a great memory, we are going to do Field of Dreams because I've never seen Moneyball. Um, And I watched Field of Dreams today, so I'm all set for that one.
0: Yes. So, yeah. So, so, yeah. So, you know, do the pitches, and I'll try to catch the pitches however way I can catch them. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Okay. Okay. So. This movie came out in 1989. Yes. Unlike Moneyball, that came out in 2011. 2011 right. <laughs> <laughs> and this stars Kevin Costner. hmm
0: uh-huh.
1: And was directed by Phil Phil Alden Robinson. Robinson
0: right. Uh, yeah, and the synopsis for well, IMDb goes as follow: Iowa farmer. Ray Kinsella, Kinsella, yes. It's inspired by a voice that you can't ignore to pursue a dream you can hardly believe. Supported by his wife, Ray begins a quest by turning his ordinary cornfield into a place where dreams can come true. Yes.
1: Yes. So the the cast in this movie is amazing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Great. We have Kevin Costner, as I mentioned. We have James Earl Jones, who plays Terrence Mann, which is like an inspiration of J.D. Salinger type of character. Mm-hmm. We have Ray Liotta playing mm-hmm. Shoeless Joe Jackson. Mm-hmm.
0: Recipes. Um, huh? i say Recipes.
1: Yeah. Amy Madigan, who plays Kevin Costner's wife. Gabby Hoffman, who plays their daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Timothy Busfield, who plays the brother-in-law. All right. <laughs> <laughs> And then Burt Lancaster as Dr. Moonlight Graham. And I think this was his last movie.
0: Right. Yeah, I think it was. But I mean, hey, if it could be his last movie, like,
1: not too shabby. <laughs> yeah, and like having James Earl Jones and Burt Lancaster in the same film, um, you just like, that's real Hollywood. They are so, so is Kevin Costner and Ray yeah. Lioga. But the two of them are just.
0: Yeah. That's just that's just legendary. Just, and,
1: and I think um, Burt Lancaster is maybe on screen for less than 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. But every scene he's in, he's just stealing it. It's just like this quiet like Mm. energy, charisma but Mm. as he's like talking about his wife and and how he gave up baseball to become a doctor it's just... Yeah. You believe everything he's saying. You're like, yes. Of course. Of <laughs> yeah. Course.
0: Yeah. I mean, the actor was just second to That's why this film is a classic. That's why, like, you know, it's, it's definitely one of the great, you know, baseball films of all time. Um, and that's the thing. It's not about, it's not about, like, modern baseball. It's just about, you know, the love of the game, you know, which is, which is pretty much the heart of Yeah, you know, why people love this movie. It's just like, oh, you know, I love baseball. They bring back you know the, the old school uh, teams you know, to play in this feel.
1: Right. Well I mean but the film isn't just about baseball, it's also about family. Right. It is about the relationship of a father and son. It is about the relationship of um the the cancellas and their relationship with their community because their community thinks that they're batshit crazy. Yeah. Um it is you know this came out in 89 when all of the 80s there were all the farm aids so it was very much there's a scene at the beginning of the movie where it's like you're going to lose your farm. <clears throat> yeah. And we had so many years of Hearing about farm small farmers losing their like everything that they had, and this film sort of hits on that at the very beginning. That why would you destroy part of your field? Um, You're going to lose your farm, and we've seen that happen to too many small local farmers. You're just going to be gobbled up by a large corporation. Um, So it touches on that. There's also. A scene at the beginning of the movie about book banning mm-hmm. that could be relevant <laughs> <Yeah>. to today. <laughs> um, oh yeah. yeah,
0: it's a lot. It's a lot of uh, stuff you rewatch. Is like, oh, okay. almost uh, pre-cognitive there.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, um,
1: so, how does the movie start? How, like, do you remember? so Wait, did the, <laughs> now the movie starts out with us hearing the voice over Ke- Kevin Costner well, talking yeah. about how he ended up uh, yeah. becoming a farmer um, yep. and his dad had wanted him to like wanted to be a professional baseball player but that never really ended up for him mm-hmm. and so he wanted his son to be it but instead he became a farmer, farmer yeah, <laughs> hmm. yeah. And, then, and that, then that leads to Kevin Costner out in the field and hearing a voice that says
0: If you build it, they will come. <laughs> <laughs> if you build it, they will come. I mean, I said, you know what? This That's actually like after he heard that voice this movie could have went in other genres like this could have been oh. like a children of the corn instead yes. instead of like crazy it could be like baseball zombie ghost that's like hunting them down in the fields like it could have went in another direction after that. i'm just saying
1: oh so many like give this to M night and this is not about
0: <laughs> family
1: um, baseball and family this is who knows? This is like a cross between the alien movie that he did. Um,
0: yes, yeah, just... yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I digress. Yeah. so yeah, yeah. so that sparked our man uh, our, our man Kev to uh, you know p- pursue his voice and say, hey, you know, just like uh, okay, so I guess we will call the Kev Acosta character me kind of have a parallel of like Noah from the Bible like didn't like you know Noah get the voice from God say hey build his boat you know kind of thing so I think this that's yeah. kind of a parallel a little bit mm-hmm.
1: yeah absolutely but <laughs> is it God or is it his father
0: mm-hmm his dad. (laughs) I mean, unless God really liked baseball, you know, and that could be it also.
1: Well, It could be it, but (laughs) it makes more sense that it's his father. Yeah, Because his farm was already, you know, they were already under pressure, potentially going to lose it if they didn't have a good year. And this was a way for them to save their farm was by building a baseball field.
0: Exactly. And also to flash forward, um, I think a few years ago, they did the Fill the Dreams uh, series. Uh, my Chicago White Sox uh, played the Yankees uh, in that town that they filmed in Iowa. And they had to fill the Dream series, which is pretty <laughs> dope. Uh, I think, yeah, Sox won that. Sox won that game with a homer. It's let people know. So
1: (laughs) I believe you. I don't watch baseball. It's uh, very slow and tedious, but Mm. I believe you.
0: Right? Yeah, (laughs) that happened. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. It kind of is a testament to like this movie, right? Like how much of a cultural impact far sports films go that they do stuff like this periodically. Like, oh, hey, we're doing a. The MLB is literally literally taking this movie and making like money off of it as in a form of a baseball game, a Field of Dreams series. You know, it's like based off of the movie, so yeah, it's not too shabby.
1: I mean, if you can if you can make it, why not? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's true. Yeah, and so what I really love about like you're saying, like <laughs> as far as yeah, Kevin Costner's character. Um like it kinda the the not not it's it's kinda like the well, whole he,
1: it's a hero's journey.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it's like and with all heroes' journeys, you're gonna have the you're gonna have your, your resistance. You're going to have the people that initially like see your journey as you know worthless, not necessarily, not necessary. A matter of fact, you shouldn't even try to take said journey. And also, the stakes, right? In this case, is his livelihood, is kind of the the welfare of his family, things like that, to pursue this voice to do this thing um and
1: and he has his like two or three challenges so the first challenge is building it and he did it the second challenge is finding terrence Mann and convincing terrence Mann to go to a baseball game with him Mm -hmm. and then his third challenge is finding moonlight graham who died like 20 years before he showed up in town, he's like, well, how am I supposed to find him if he's already dead? <laughs> <laughs> that's a bad challenge. Yeah. Uh, and spoiler alert, because this movie has been out for almost 30 years, so if you haven't seen it, that's on you. Um but when they're headed, when him and Terrence Mann are headed back to Iowa after failing to find Dr. Moonlight Graham, they pick up a hitchhiker, and it's Archie Graham. Archie. They fly, like, like, this movie has voices from God, it has time travel, it has <laughs> ghosts,
0: it ghosts? Yeah. has...
1: Uh, the evil corporate bank. It has the crazy ass bitch that wants to ban books. Mm. Um it has everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, as you break it down, like, yeah, wow. It has a lot more than I, you know. <laughs> it's funny when you rewatch these movies, especially within the context of what's happening now, and you look at it more you know, with an adult lens and you see it all in like the more adult themes and more of the adult like uh, si- adult situations and more of the adult struggles with the main characters, you can see like, oh, oh, okay, that's, wow, I never really thought about that. Okay, so that's what was happening though. Like, <laughs> right,
1: yeah. I, uh, well, as you age, you start to relate to different characters in the film.
0: Right. Exactly. Because when I first watched I was like, okay, look, I want to see this park. Right, I want to see this. The, the, I want to see how this baseball field was built in this corner. Right. Yeah. But,
1: and then, yeah. as you get older, you're like, "Oh, he's building it so he can reconnect to with his dad." yeah. yeah. And yeah. I'm over here watching it, going, "Yeah, fuck the big corporations. Yes, put that craziest Karen, <laughs> down."
0: <laughs> yeah, like so many, so many, so many themes. Like, yeah, you know, like I said, when you watch it now, you definitely pick up a lot. And it was smartly, it was a it was a well written you know film that had a lot of those things in mind and and told really told told really well. Um, uh, oh oh okay. So speaking of which, did you know that? Of course he was. Tom Hanks was originally off with the role of Ray uh, Katella, <laughs> but he but he turned it down. So okay, what came out? So I think he was probably about to do big. Uh in 89? Yeah, when did Big come out? Like 90?
1: Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Let's see what Tom Hanks IMDB says.
0: Yeah, I'm like, if you turned that down, it might have been oh, no, actually no, big came out in eighty-eight, so yeah, that was before. And I guess he yeah. He was all he was in a stratosphere at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was? Did we have another one? That
1: so time? in '89, he was doing the Burbs and Turner and <laughs> Huch.
0: Ah, there we go. <laughs> I,
1: yeah. like that. I mean, okay. I'm I'm very happy that Kevin Costner did this. Yeah. It would have a very different feel with an '80s Tom Hanks because mm-hmm. this is. Before he had done all of his like serious movies, like Philadelphia or Forrest Gump or Apollo mm-hmm. 13, it was going to be mm-hmm. another five or six, four years before he starts getting really <laughs> serious. All right. But like Kevin Costner, he's done sports like he did for bur- Bull, Bull yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And then he also he has that golf movie, Tim Tin Cup. Tin
0: Cup, yeah.
1: Just <laughs> fantastic. Um
0: Yeah. He did another one. He was like a pitcher or something like that. I forget what it was. It was like a mid nineties movie. I don't think it did too well. Oh. For the love of the game or something like that. I think that was the name of it. Uh, but yeah, he did a lot of sports movies. And yeah, you're right. Like Kevin Costner, you know, is he comes off as that grounded you know, family man, you know, because I think what Untouchables
1: was the last movie he came out of.
0: What was oh, that like that's 87? Right. Yeah, I think I think about 87 was Untouchables. So uh, yeah.
1: yeah, 87 was no touchable. Uh, mm-hmm. The Untouchables Durham, Bull Durham was 88. So he basically oh, followed so. up Bull Durham with Field of Dreams, <laughs> which is perfect. And then 89, like also in 89, he did Ch- Chasing Dreams, which is another baseball. Oh, so film. So he weird. was just on a baseball, like,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, um, right. focus
1: there. And it's <laughs> funny because, what "Dances with Wolves" was his that I could remember was the next big film that he did. Mm-hmm. And I remember when "Dances with Wolves" came out, I was like, the baseball guy is doing what? <laughs> baseball guy. <laughs> and then he did like Robin Hood and JFK. I was like, okay. I guess he he has some range there, but
0: Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, and then he kinda whizzed Bodyguard around
1: in those movies somewhere. Uh yeah, well he so. did yeah, he did Waterworld. Like there's like after the bodyguard it was like after JFK it was the Bodyguard, right Perfect World, Wyatt Earp, The War, and Waterworld. Yeah, I have to and the all of those, it was like, "What the <laughs> fuck is going on?" And then came out with Tin Cup, and you're like, "Okay, yep, I'm here for this."
0: Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. Even though I, even though I think Perfect World that was the one. That was the Clint Eastwood, right? If I'm not mistaken.
1: The what?
0: The Perfect World. I think that was the Clint Eastwood movie he was in. Yeah, he was like on the run or something like that in the 50s. Actually, so that wasn't a bad movie. I am thinking about it like
1: so It is the, yeah, Clint Eastwood was the director. Um and it's about a kidnap kidnap boy strikes up a friendship with his captor, an escaped convict on the run from the law while the search for him continues.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember liking that one. I, I was well, I mean, Clint Eastwood was behind the camera so, you know.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't I don't think I've actually seen this film.
0: Yeah, check it out. It was really good. Was really good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, actually, I do want to watch it again like for us to see what I kind of miss, you know, far as adult Lands now. <laughs> see what, Like if it still holds up, but I remember, Yeah, you know, it's definitely, you got to have great acting, you know, because this is a Clint Eastwood movie, so.
1: Right. So, uh, Field of Dreams was nominated for three Oscars. mm mm-hmm. It was nominated for Best Picture, um, Best Writing for Screenplay based on material from an author, um, and Best Music Original Score. It did not win for anything, but you know, it was nominated for a lot of things. It did win. um the award at the Japanese Academy for Best Foreign Film.
0: Nice. <laughs> you know they, they like they like baseball. Like,
1: yeah. They do like baseball. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on! Did you know that Matt Damon and Ben Affleck were extras on the set? Now I really got to rewatch this.
1: What? No. Oh, are you are you in the fun trivia section?
0: Yeah, I'm on the fun facts. Right. What? <laughs> Now I got to start freeze framing in the background. We're like one of the players, like an outfield or something uh, that you didn't see. Uh, yeah, that's pretty really funny. And the oh, in the film, the filming schedule revolved around the corn's height for continuity.
1: Oh, that's crazy! Like, can you imagine having to be the like?
0: <laughs> no.
1: The person that's like, we can't film today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the corn grew overnight too much.
0: <laughs> Postpone. We delay this to shoot.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah, that's 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 dedication. And yeah, well, I guess you had to because it was no green screen, no CG in eighty nine. They like they couldn't do that. No Mandalorian projection screen around them. The to... <laughs> Yeah. Wow. God bless them. God bless them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So all right, I just I just the through. So our rating goes uh a uh Cows, Switching, great movie, on the background, it's meh. Words of offense is I'd rather go outside and you know. Do something bad then watch this movie. So, and so you, I'm gonna say it's unanimous, but two butts, yeah. two butts down, two butts down, smooth flying to wherever you want to go. Yes, it's a classic. It's a it's, it's a it's a classic. Like how can you not like this movie? And then and to what in general broke down like all of the things like that the movie was saying that we can take in modern text. Like, wow, I mean, they were ahead of the curve, even with something like a fantasy baseball field, you know it was a yeah. lot of other themes. It's like, oh,,
1: yeah,
0: all right, they were saying a lot,
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, I mean, yeah,, and, then, <laughs> and like it's not just a good film, like it still holds up today, all the themes that are happening in the film. Which is which is great, especially with how dysfunctional things are right now in the world. That that you can go and sit and watch a a two hour movie and still find so much enjoyment and so many things that are still relevant today, um with the world. It's just it's it's awesome. Like that's why this is a classic. Right.
0: Yeah. And and Jenna Jenna was stressed that she she don't like baseball, she don't watch it. But that's 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 the appeal of this movie. Like you don't have to like baseball. It's just such a great story. It's it's such a great small intimate story, like you said, about you know well, about about,
1: a, about human relationships.
0: Right, exactly.
1: It's, it just happens to use baseball to <clears throat> to to show the human connection and the human story.
0: Right. That everyone can relate to, you know. Yeah,
1: Because
0: we all can relate to family. We can all can relate to loss, reconciliation. Yeah, all of that. And the movie have all those themes in a great way. And they lasso it around this uh, baseball you know, movie. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Game. Theme. Yeah, so you have it. Feel of dreams. We got it right this time, y'all. We got it. Um Right.
1: So in the future, I will watch Moneyball and we can we can review that. Um,
0: yes. but. But, but, but but we're giving you guys the classic first. You know, yeah. so The good
1: one. The good one.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it's on it's on something.
1: You actually have to rent it or buy it on iTunes or Amazon. Uh, If you have Roku, um, it's on that.
0: Okay. I thought it was like on Google or something.
1: I checked all the streaming services for y'all to make sure it wasn't anywhere... Except where I had to pay four dollars,
0: <laughs> but it's a great movie, so it's just four dollars well spent.
1: Exactly.
0: Uh, yes. All right. There you have it. If you've seen it before, revisit. It's the season of baseball. You know, get get back in it. Um If you haven't seen it, welcome to Planet Earth. There's this movie called "Fill the Dreams." You need to watch it. Check it out. All right, so we'll catch you next week with another one. Until then, once everyone safe travels, physical distancing, and
1: stay safe.
0: Yes, go White Sox. Peace.